0: I
1: V M. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast brought to you by Seat Tires. This is DJ. I'm based in London and I'm joined this episode by Varun Garg in Singapore. Varun, what's going on, man? It's IPL season. Tell me what you've been up to.
2: Yeah, it's been great fun, man. IPL is, like we've said before, the best six weeks of the year. I actually had an agreement with my wife that for the first seven days of IPL, I will watch every game. And the next seven days, I will watch less and less. So I'm now being found in different corners of the house, watching it on my phone, quietly trying to pretend to not watch it. Uh, But it's just great. It's been a great two weeks so far.
1: And have you invested in a big uh, 75-inch TV to watch the IPL and now you're sitting in a corner and watching it on your mobile phone?
2: (laughs) Basically, that's what happens. Imagine, you can get the biggest TV in the world and you still have to watch it on your phone. This is great. But guys, I mean, um,
1: just a a little bit of a somber note as well. I think COVID-19 is really rampant in India. So if anyone's affected by it, anyone's family is affected by it, it is really hitting very close to home at the moment. And... I mean, all our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. Stay safe, stay masked up. This will pass. Um,
2: yeah, and and if there's any way we can help, I mean, we have limited social media presence, etc. But if there's any way we can help, let us know. Whether it's reaching out to the rest of the community, uh, cricket fans, etc. Anything we can do, just write into us.
1: Absolutely, guys. So, Ashwin and I recorded midweek, right? And we talked about the games all the way to Wednesday. As you guys know, if you've been with us for a little while, during the IPL, we do two episodes a week. Ashwin and I recorded on Wednesday. So we're going to talk the games through Thursday onwards. Now, this was um, Rajasthan Royals versus RCB, right? Now, at that stage, I think Rajasthan Royals were bottom placed, or they were seventh, and RCB were table toppers. And uh, it turned out to be a little bit of a mismatch game. man. I mean, Varun, talk me through this game. 177 plays, 181 for no loss. Dev, that yes. Particle scoring a brilliant 100. So talk me through the highlights of this game.
2: Yeah, in any other year when you see an RR versus RCB game, you're thinking this is the bottom two of the table, right? And so this is always going to be a game where you're just thinking about what fantasy points can I get. But this year is different. RCB undefeated so far. And DJ, I think this was a game where Virat Kohli actually won the toss. And just as soon as he flipped the coin, he just moved back. Yeah. Assuming he's lost. He lost. Yeah. And then everyone was like, you won. And he's like, what? I'm shocked as if I won. Okay, it's my time to go forward. But um, so so Rajasthan was put into bat. Rajasthan's lineup, even without Stokes, it looks really good. Butler at the top, Samson, Miller, Dubey, Parag, Tevatiya, Chris Morris nobody clicked, right? It was, it was a tough situation. I mean, let's be honest, we have to remember this is a match where you expected a high-scoring game. So for Rajasthan to score 177, it's actually below par. Butler got out in single digits. Vora got out cheaply. Samson batted a little bit, but just went at pretty much a runner ball. Miller out on the second ball. It was mm. very nice to see the Rajasthan middle order and the tail wag a little bit. So Shivam Dube got a nice 46 and I was really happy with, to see him uh, hit some of those shots. Parag played beautifully. I wanted him to keep going. I mean, it's early days in this guy's career, but some of the shots he hits and the confidence he has is excellent. Tewatiya came out. We saw a little bit of the Tewatia show, 40 of 23, and then Chris Morris to follow. So, 177, the way they started, I was like, this is not bad. And, you know, any team chasing 180, it's always going to be game on, even if it was at the 1k. But then you see the kind of, the RCB openers come out and... Dave that Pardikar man. He this guy has been in sublime form before the IPL. He got COVID. It's taken two games or three games for him to come back into that form. But when yeah. he started and when he got going, there was no stopping him. So great win. RCB won by ten wickets, which I can't think of. Uh, I can't I can't think of a time where I said that very often. They have done it before when Gale played Gale and Kohli. But Kohli, 72, played a supporting role. Padikal, 101. There was a point where Kohli just started accelerating towards the end. And all of us were like, no, don't do this. Get Padikal his century. And luckily, it was meant to be. So overall, superb performance. Did
1: you have Padikal in your fantasy team? I had Padikal and I had Kohli. Oh, wow. You've had a pretty decent run. But I also want to talk through this one other guy in this uh, in this game. Harshal Patel. Picked up 3 for 47 in his four overs. He's been given the responsibility of bowling at the death. Varun, talk me through this guy's performance. He's the purple cap holder. And I mean, I'm pretty sure there is nobody in this world who would have given him that purple cap holder after 20 games, this IPL. But is he picking up what we like to call hashtag junk wickets or is there more merit to this bowling?
2: I think this year we have to give him credit. There's more merit to the bowling. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, last three to six months, RCB has just given him clarity that this is your role. You don't need to focus on anything else. But I'm sure RCB has done that before with bowlers. So 100% credit to Harshal Patel. He's come out. He's solved RCB's main problem. The problem has never been with the batting lineup. The problem has been with the death bowling. And here you've got a guy who's picking up anywhere between two to four wickets every game. Some of them are going to be junk. Some of them are going to be because the batsmen are going after you. But for the most part of it, he's bowled really well. Now, there will be times, and we will discuss this later on in the show, where he is going to go for runs. It is going to happen. The same way Russell went for runs against AB De Villiers. But overall, he's bowling well. He's picking up wickets. If I was Virat Kohli, there's nothing more I can ask for.
1: Absolutely. So the RCB went to the top of the table. Four wins out of four at that stage, which is I don't think I've seen the RCB ever do that. It was it was brilliant. The next game was the Friday game, right? Which was the Mumbai Indians versus the Punjab Kings. Now, the Punjab Kings, they bowled first. The Mumbai Indians scored 131 for six. Rohit Sharma got sixty-three of fifty-two on this uh, kind of sluggish Chennai track. And I, Everyone at the start of this tournament said the Mumbai Indians will 100% make it to the qualifiers, right? We're currently sitting in a position where the Mumbai Indians have two wins out of five games, right? And the two wins that they got were games that they almost lost as well. They they had to kind of pull out all the stops and fight all the way to it. And we were talking about the fighting spirit. What's gone so wrong with the Mumbai Indian lineup, batting lineup, particularly this season?
2: So let me. I'm going to answer that question, but first, I want to check if I can give this week's corporate tip. Right. So this week's corporate tip for me, when I saw this game, a game where Punjab scored 132, where Mumbai Indians then scored, uh, no, yeah, they made 131 for six. Punjab won by nine wickets. This game is basically a one-hour meeting that could have been an email, right? That's what this game was to me. It was so painful to watch. I just couldn't believe that. It was, it was such a terrible game to watch.
1: Um, but why was it terrible to watch? Was it because the Mumbai Indians didn't get going? Is it because you thought the Punjab yeah. Kings won really easily? Or Why I mean, did you keep watching it? It was
2: basically a runner ball game on both sides. And I think yeah. that's what made it a little bit boring for me. Now... Punjab has a tendency of losing these games. But anyway, let me come back a little bit to your question. And I have a reverse question for you as well. So firstly, I think the Mumbai Indians' batting lineup is just not clicking. Now, Dekok has not worked. Rohit, when he's clicking, is not going that fast. He's going 120. Surya Kumar Yadav, excellent. But he just doesn't seem to be able to make above 30, right? Every time he makes 30 runs, he gets out. Ishan Kishan hasn't clicked. Hardik Pandya has got out for like 0, 1, 2. These are his scores. So the batting has just let them down. Now, DJ, talking about your question on Mumbai Indians languishing somewhere in the middle of the table, which we're not used to, how much of this is really an impact of where you're playing the game? So in the, at the Wankhede, Mumbai Indians knows how to play their game. You play seven games there. You need to win seven games in the entire IPL to qualify for a playoff spot. So, how much of this is coming from the perspective of Mumbai Indians are not playing at home and they're not being able to adapt?
1: I don't know. So, last year they didn't play at home either. But when they've, uh, the IPL last time went to the UAE, they lost all five games that they played in the UAE. So, obviously, there's a huge home advantage in the IPL as well. But yep. I did enjoy you using the uh, the phrase, decock is not working, which is why the Mumbai Indians are failing. <laughs> and then you went on and called a mission kitchen as usual. But for me, actually, it's those two guys who haven't. Um, who haven't gone on dekok, right? Last year, every game they got off to a great start, mostly with Dekok just smashing it everywhere. And Ishan Kishan would come in and hit lower down the order. Now we saw Ishan Kishan score runs for India against England, but he's not scoring runs for the Mumbai Indians, so that is a huge problem for them. That, and then they haven't got kind of the Hardik in the Krunal's and the, the Pollard, which is that power pack middle order, which we expect them to kind of take-off, right? And so, they've they've really struggled. But the other guy who scored runs in this game, Varun, and um, of course, strike rate is overrated, scored 60 off 52. So, KL Rahul uh, just... uh, cruised to victory. You didn't enjoy K.L. Rao's innings? Did I you mean, think he needed to go faster uh, to no, make up for the net run rate or something?
2: <laughs> he didn't need to, right? That's the, That was the point of this game that nobody needed to score fast. Uh, Chris Gale went at a strike rate of 120. So, gave you an idea of the pitch. It gave you an idea of the uh, score that Mumbai Indians had put up. And there was just no need to do it. They still won with over two overs to spare, So, I mean, I, I say this in a bit of jest, but yes, it was a boring game, but it was much needed two points for the Punjab Kings.
1: Yeah, and those guys came off the bottom of the table. Mumbai Indian fans will start worrying. They'll start thinking about the various combinations they can play. Uh Ishan Kishan's form I, and uh, decock's form both are a bit of a worry for them. So, they, they will be looking to improve on that. Now the next game that we saw on Saturday which was funnily enough it wasn't a double header why didn't they why didn't we have a double header on on a Saturday
2: I don't know and I mentioned this last time as well in the podcast that so used to watching double headers on Saturdays and Sundays it's nice they're sometimes doing it midweek so like uh, this week it last week was on, on a Wednesday this week it's on Thursday so it's nice but yeah just just not used to this and just not used to it Do You all.
1: find double headers a bit draining I find them a
2: bit draining I, pers- Sundays. I personally don't. I love double day. It's just uh, yeah. It, to me, it's great. Like I actually realizing, I'm realizing the value of not having two back-to-back double headers. So in a way, it's nice. It's just like you said. It's surprising. We've not seen it before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so the double-header game was the KKR versus Rajasthan Royals game, right? And again, Varun, KKR kind of crawled to 133 for nine. I want to talk to you about. You're you're just shaking your head because KKR is your least favorite team. But I, I mean, I'm
2: like like they're at the bottom of the table, and the messages I'm getting back from my friends are that uh, so what we won two IPLs, so yeah, it's great, classic. it's great. This is classic. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about their captain um,
1: And, and asked, is it
2: is it time to change captain mid season uh, again? If you <laughs>
1: ask your friend, my question is actually um, own Morgan last last episode Ashwin asked me what is wrong with the KKR, and when I Thought about it a bit more. I didn't actually answer this on the on the episode. I was like, their captain needs to get some runs. Owen Morgan hasn't really clicked this IPL at all. And one of their strengths at the start of the IPL, we thought, was their power pack middle order, right? Like the spinners have come to the party. They've done pretty well. But neither Russell, well, Russell played in one game, Russell, Karthik, and Morgan. That is a power pack middle order, but they just haven't clicked. So What do the KKR really need to do to come out of this funk? I mean, scoring 133 for 9, playing in Mumbai, Varun, this is at the Wankhedi Stadium. That's just not good enough, right?
2: Yeah, it's not. I mean, just remember at the start of the podcast, I said Rajasthan Royals got 177 in Mumbai and that was not good enough. Sure, uh, Morgan came out and said the pitch was a little bit different and, you know, nobody expected just a 133 score. But… Something is not working for them. DJ, you're right. It starts from Morgan. It starts from the captain. If you're not making any runs, it kind of trickles down. But I think the biggest problem for this team is that there is no experience up top. And so if your top three guys are inexperienced and they do end up playing six overs, you have no idea whether this is going to be 60 for zero or it's going to be 20 for three. And I think that is what the biggest issue is. Now, you've got a jumbled middle order as well. You don't know where to put Sunil Narayan. He is playing at number four sometimes, number three sometimes, sometimes at number seven. You don't know where to play him. Morgan is batting way too low, in my opinion. And then Karthik, Russell and Cummins, who are all great batsmen, are just not getting enough time in the in the middle. So something has got to change. Now, it's not going to be easy, right? Mind you, because the easiest quick fix is to say drop Tripathi and bring somebody up. It's not fair to him as well. He's not done much wrong. But somewhere they've got to realize that they need an experience player up top to back through and guide some of these youngsters and if that means morgan needs to come one down i would say do it i really think they need to do something different so who would
1: you leave out of that lineup i mean obviously uh, nitish rana and Ral are they did start it off quite well but they they seem to have just tailed off a little bit shuman gill hasn't been setting the world on fire dropping catches as well so who are you going to leave out of that lineup and what changes would you make
2: i, I don't necessarily think the lineup is i mean the, the playing 11 is 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 bad or wrong. I just think that what I would do is I would push Morgan to number three and get him to back with some of the younger Indian guys and then say that Karthik and Russell need to be floaters. So for example, Russell should not come that late. You need to have this strategy where once 10 overs are gone, Karthik and Russell just need to come in. It doesn't matter whether you're one down or two down, these two guys. So, It's sounding like I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but I would say Morgan goes up and then make sure Russell and Karthik face enough deliveries.
1: Very interesting. I think that just might be our SEAT strategic masterstroke of the week. Um, A little tip there by Varun Garg. But guys, we have got a couple more games to cover before uh, the end of the episode. So we will go into the SEAT strategic timeout and we'll see you on the other side of this break. Enjoy. (music) Welcome back from that SEAT strategic timeout. And we are still on the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast talking about IPL 2021. Now, let's come to the big game on Sunday. The first game of the doubleheader, a day game. And uh, it was played in Mumbai. CSK versus the RCB. Now, there's a little bit of history between these sides, right? I mean, the 49 all-out has come for the RCB fans against the CSK. Dhoni versus Virat, it's... Kind of a weird bromance situation. It it was a top-of-the-table clash. It was number one, the RCB, who had a 100% record until then. And the Chennai Super Kings, who nobody thought would be in any kind of reckoning, challenging the RCB for that supremacy. So, Varun, Chennai Super Kings batted first. They got 191 for four. But the real highlight of that, I mean, Faf got 50 or he got 50 or 41 with Raj Gaikwad, got some runs. Suresh Rana, one of your favorite players, got 24 of 18. But the highlight of that innings has to be Ravi Jadeja, man. Like, talk me through the revival of this guy's batting. He's becoming a T20 monster as well. I mean, he's kind of ending that whole debate around whether Krunal or Aksar should play. He's that innings of 62 of 28 with four fours and five sixes, including 36 of the last over, bowled by
2: Harshal Patel. What's going on? What's yeah, happening? Yeah, it was mad. As I was watching it, like I was actually heating my dinner and sitting to watch the last over and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I At one point, it looked like he was going to hit 42 of the last over because of a no ball. And I was like, this is crazy. I was just feeling bad because I didn't pick him in my fantasy team. But look, Jadeja is a player who i mean i believe he needs to be in every side ashwin has said this a lot in the past we are all seeing his value and even in the ipl he's somebody who usually comes in in the last three overs can hit two three sixes and and then make the most of it right but today he got that opportunity he came in and i think what's interesting about the chennai team is that everyone after the openers has got the freedom to go from ball one because today also they were four down with Jadeja having done well, remember, they've got current Bravo and Thakur to come. So if you look at the Chennai innings, you're going to see them play this kind of cricket in the future where, you know, Arina gets a 24 of 18, Raidu gets a 14 of 7, Jadeja comes and hits, Dhoni hits and, and it just goes on. So apart from the openers who seem to be clicking now, especially as a pair, I think CSK have got the, the right kind of model and DJ talking about Jadeja, it's just just fantastic, man! I like what a, what a game he's had. I'm sure you'll talk about his uh, on field performance. But at one point, if you take out those 36 odd runs, suddenly you're looking at a score of about 155. Now, 155 160 is a target that you expect RCB in their current form to chase. The minute the momentum swung that way, they got to 190 plus, and you know. Chennai with Dhoni's kind of strategic polling changes, etc. You knew that this was always going to be tough.
1: And so, I think that we have to, have to give Ravi Jadeja, the Seattle Secura Drive player of the week, right? Surely, I mean, the thrill of speed with complete control, that's what the Seattle Secura Drive tagline is. And I mean, getting 62 of 28 balls and kind of causing the other team to completely lose the plot is is just an absolutely amazing, amazing effort. And um, yeah, as you say, he added the 25 extra runs. Dhoni even alluded to those. And he picked up three wickets for him. the ball. He had a he had a catch. He had a run out as well. I mean, is there anything that this man cannot do? Is uh, I mean, we still lovingly call him Sir Jadeja. But I mean, maybe it is time to hand out a knighthood to the man.
2: It was fantastic. Today was just his day, right? It's like... Anything he did turned to gold. It was fantastic. He's always been great on the field. But to come in, take wickets, I mean, you, you took Maxwell, you took De Villiers. That's it. That's the game right there. Even if you didn't hit those 36 runs in the last over and you got these two wickets, you were done. It, it was just a fantastic performance. It was a one-man show. I feel like Ravindra Jadeja beat RCB today. And, and that was it. Single-handedly just won them the game. I think that's what Virat Kohli said as well that he lo- they oh, really? lost
1: to one man. Yeah, so uh, oh. you and King Kohli clearly on the same wavelength. Think there. alike. Absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, so the, the the final game, which is currently ongoing at the moment, is the Delhi Capitals versus the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Now, this is a game being played in Chennai. Delhi have uh, batted first after winning the toss, Varun, and the Delhi Capitals have made it to uh, hundred and fifty nine for four. Now. Are you a little bit disappointed with that score after the start Prithvi Shaw and Shikhar Dhawan gave the Delhi Capitals 80 for no loss and 10 overs?
2: Yeah, I, I was disappointed. So, you know, I joined the DC Watch Party that was hosted by the DC Toli guys. And they were asking what would be a good score. Look, given the Chennai ground, I think I had said 150-160 is good. So I can't take back my words now. I have to I have to say that 160 is a good score, especially when you look at the, the history the historic record in the last few games. So, I don't doubt that uh, it was a good enough performance. It's just that when you started off the way you did, 81 for one, I think I think they should have got more. I think they should have got to 170, 175. But, you know, that that, that is asking for a lot. So, overall, good performance by Delhi, Prithvi Shaw. One of the openers always seems to stand up. The one I want to ask you about DJ is Smith. Steve Smith is really struggling.
1: Okay, I don't know whether you've got the TV on or not, but David Warner has just been yeah. run out. So yeah. I cannot stop smiling. <laughs> Sorry, SRA. I, yeah. I can't help it. But I mean, the big wicket for the Delhi Capitals after Sh- uh, Shemarun Hetmeyer dropped one of uh, Johnny Best on the boundary. But anyway, Steve Smith, I wasn't happy with that promotion. If you If you're 10... Overs in. You've got 80 for no loss. You've got 10 wickets to go. Fine, you've lost Shikhar Dhawan. Fine, you lost Prithvi Shaw to a stupid moment of madness. I mean, Pant was out of his ground. He was going back to get back in for the stumping. And then Prithvi Shaw has run down and got run out. Fine, you've lost that. But Delhi seemed to just lose that momentum by bringing Steve Smith in. I know we're called edges and sledges, but Steve Smith just edged everything for four. I mean, his main scoring shot today seemed to be the edge over third, man. Which is just, I mean, ridiculous. So, um, it was... I don't know, man. Like, Steve Smith, he's obviously a great test cricketer. I just don't know who we'd replace him within the lineup. My issue was not so much him playing. My issue was more actually where we batted him. I think we should have sent Hulk and Shimron in and just kept going for it. And if you need someone to stabilise if you lost 3-4 wickets at the back end, send Steve Smith. Yeah. I mean, you've got even got Akshar, right? Yeah. You've got Akshar. You've got a load of batting to come. So, I just felt that was a bit of a negative move. Uh, Delhi never got that finishing kick, right? I mean, we actually scored less in the last 10 overs than the first 10 overs. And so, interesting that uh, the pitch seemed to slow down as well. So, maybe it's one of those Chennai games where you score a lot in the power play and then you don't actually score very many towards the end. But we will see how this turns out. Hopefully, the Delhi Capitals fans will be smiling at the end of this. But anyway, it's a long tournament to go and lots of games to go in the IPR. On that note, Varun, I would like you to uh, do a quick fantasy roundup because you've been uh, on fire this uh, fantasy season, right?
2: That's right. So you guys thought I was down and out, and we thought you were out of the league. We didn't think you joined the league because you're so far down. Yeah. So I remember you guys were scrolling and thought. Firstly, you thought I wouldn't hear the podcast and realize that what y'all are saying, but I did hear it. That was did. extremely awesome of you. And you <laughs> commented on YouTube, and I was like, "Whoa, where has this happened?" Yeah. So I, I, I think I was like probably must have been close to 200 or 180, 200 just three days ago. And I had a great three days. So I'm now on the Edges and Sledges fan league up to number 92. And very, very close to you guys. I think, actually, I think it's, I don't know whether to be happy or sad, but all three of us are very close to each other.
1: I'm fifty nine, so that's actually quite far away from yeah, me. Maybe because Jadeja of today,
2: vice so I'm, so I'm, i Jadeja vice captain. Correct. So I'm basically talking about before the CSK game today. Yes, you had Jadeja vice captain, so that was great. But and I had
1: DDP in my
2: in my team for the hundred as well. Yes, Always good
1: yeah. to have a guy who scored a hundred in your team.
2: Yeah, I was. I also I didn't vice captain him for that, but I had DDP for the hundred as well. But uh yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm on five thousand seven hundred and three and the number one person in our league is close to seventy five hundred points. So long way to go. I don't think I'm gonna be able to catch up, but top three in our league are Whistle Podu, Johnny Blazers, and Natu Bhai Eleven. So yeah, I mean all of them are close to <laughs> all of them are uh, close to seven thousand five hundred. So yeah, kudos to you guys. Don't you
1: regret that we didn't name our uh, teams something a little funnier than what we did? I've got I've got DJ De Putter. You've got uh, Tu Mera Viru. Ashwin has number one Nehra fan. I just and now you can't change the team names, right? But like yeah. uh, Johnny
2: Blazers and Natu Bhai
1: Eleven is just,
2: it's just just great names. Fantastic names, seriously. The creativity is just great.
1: Absolutely, and so that guys is the show. I mean, listen, this is your last chance to enter the hashtag. Bat with Seat giveaway for the month of April, okay? We're going to be picking and announcing a winner next week. So guys, please, please, please write in with the answer to the following question. Who is the player with the most wickets as an uncapped player in the IPL, right? Please write in with the hashtag Bat with to One Tip One Hand on Twitter. And we will pick a lucky winner of a SEAT autographed cricket bat on the next show. So... Guys, make sure you write that in. Also, guys, I'm pleased to announce that we have three winners of the Rupa Books giveaway that we announced earlier in the week on the occasion of Sachin Tendulkar's birthday. We had said that we'd give away three copies of the book Hero, a biography of Sachin Ramesh Tendulkar written by Devendra Prabhu Desai. Congratulations to Jatin. Congratulations to Akash baglia and congratulations to Anant underscore Meg. Guys, you've won a copy of the biography of Sachin Tendulkar. Rupa will be dispatching those books to your Indian address. So please write in with your Indian address and details. As always, guys, you can write into to us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at the rate of One Tip, One Hand. We have a dedicated Edges & Sledges YouTube channel where we'll be putting all the raw video up. Uh, it'll be unedited, so it'll go up. You'll see us uh, with our funny names with uh, doing all sorts of random stuff. So if you want some behind the scenes footage, that's uh, that's going to be up there. But yeah, um, guys, please do stay safe. Uh, Things aren't looking good outside to stay indoors. Keep listening to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast and watching the IPL. And if you haven't checked out that ad about Rahul Dravid getting angry for 46 seconds, I would highly recommend that. At one point he says, VVS, get the boys and come, which... I think, is a line even greater than Indra Nagar ka Gunda. So, I but
2: don't know. Where, where is it? Like, what's the background to that line? Is it just the VBS-Dravid partnership or has it like… It must be. And the idea yeah.
1: is like, it's such an absurd idea thinking about VBS coming. <laughs> like walking in boys. like with the Chosh music playing in the background. You not back. Yeah, and then VBS comes up. You haven't my With his back. <laughs> like just absolute genius I mean I I would genuinely we'll put a link to it uh, it's a YouTube uh, link with the back behind the scenes uh, there's, a,
2: there's a part where his mom also calls to ask if he's eaten food in the middle of him getting angry for the right, ad right. Yeah, and, was, and then there's also when he, did you see the part where he breaks the uh,
1: yeah. the the uh, the, sangria, the, sangria the mirror sangria. on the other car and then he feels so bad about it you can see him say, he's so ashamed of himself <laughs> for causing damage to a car it's just absolutely brilliant man Okay guys, so uh, that's the show and um, yeah, we will see you on Thursday with the next episode. Ashwin and I will be doing that midweek wrap and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, continuing to do two episodes a week. So enjoy the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Write us a, um, a review wherever you go and leave us a rating as well. So uh, thanks very much for listening and uh, see you next episode. This is Edges and Sledges brought to you by Seattle Tires. Drive safe.
0: Hello, hello, hello everybody, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On What the Hell Navya, Jai Bachchan, Nanda and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. On Paisa Vesa, Anupam talks to Bhaman Irani, President-elect Credai and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shaj Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a Padyatra. On The Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on The Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, Senior Ambassador of the TEDx Program and Curator of TEDx Gateway, They discuss the origin story of TED and his franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store. Also, links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVMPodcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible.
2: Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your
0: podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not, get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world. And bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website, or wherever you get your podcast from.